0: The views and opinions expressed by guests on the Hide and Seek podcast are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views, opinions, or positions of the host or contributors. Hey everyone, this is Sarah. Would you like to take a more active role in the Hide and Seek community? Would you like to share your thoughts with other listeners? Join us in the Hide and Seek podcast discussion group on Facebook. You can find us by searching Hide and Seek Podcast Discussion Group on Facebook. This podcast deals with mature topics that may not be suitable for all listeners. Material heard on the Hide and Seek Podcast is intended for adult listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Sweet. 24-hour news aide's Brady Gillum went to Sturgis tonight to speak with the missing woman's mother about what may have happened to her daughter.
1: I can tell you where she most likely is.
2: I hadn't seen anybody that I felt comfortable saying anything to until today. The stories they tell are pretty fucked. They're pretty freaking gruesome.
0: I kept all the text messages, Facebook messages, the messages between me and Brittany. I have all of them. I have everything.
3: I told him, I said, I'd kill all them motherfuckers. And I was going to have my people fucking take care of it. I'll
2: just say Brittany's name out of nowhere just to see what somebody says.
3: Because this little town around here would be hard to hide someone like that. Because eventually everything comes out.
1: I don't believe
4: anything happened to I think she's love. This is Hide and seek, Season 3. I'm your host, James Basinger. Hey, guys. In last week's episode, we wrapped up the case file. Let's take a moment to go over the takeaways. If you haven't already listened to last week's episode, there might be an appropriate time to pause and go back and listen. Robert Porter. He was interviewed by law enforcement regarding Brittany Wallace, and his statement was part of the case file. I was able to speak to Porter and hear things straight from him. The attorney for the defendant, Mario Angulo. Never cross examined Porter in the Kimberly Dyer proceedings. Was this a strategy by the defense to make it appear as though Porter was actually the one to murder Kimberly Dyer? Why go silent at trial when you have the opportunity to ask questions? Brittany was Facebook friends with Porter. However, we don't see any type of communication between them on Facebook. In fact, we don't see any communication between them anywhere. Porter's self of choice was weed, and Brittany's drug of choice was meth, and from what we can see, Brittany had moved past using weed at this point in her life. While Kimberly Dyer's murder was senseless and tragic, we don't see how her case is connected to Brittany's disappearance, so in conclusion, it's our opinion that we can remove Porter from our suspect board. Next, Larry, aka Maverick, was brought into the picture when Ashley suggested in her statement to law enforcement that Larry may fit the description of the mystery man. He was the only one she could think of who had hair that was close to bleach blonde. Eventually, we were able to discount Larry. According to the records we obtained, Larry was serving time when Brittany disappeared. Another face we can remove from the suspect board. We were surprised to read the statement and report from law enforcement regarding Don Hill. His behavior is questionable at best. Learning that he tossed his water bottle on the way out of the interview with law enforcement and then retrieved it so as not to leave his DNA behind definitely caused some red flags for us. I think it's safe to assume that criminal activity was happening at Don's home. We heard things like counterfeit money-making and sexual assaults if you recall, in his initial testimony to law enforcement, he says he never met Brittany and doesn't know anything about her case or what happened to her. However, he goes on to contradict himself later in his statement when he says that he did research on her and knows that his name and property were at the center of rumors. He mentions knowing that whatever happened to Brittany Shank happened at his house. Law enforcement would like him to take a poly. But he never does. And his correspondence with me was less than friendly. For these reasons, we aren't ready to remove Hill from our suspect board just yet. Kiesling. Kiesling's the wild card. Grandma IDs Kiesling. That's a fucking strong statement. To clear up any confusion, this is prior to Grandma visiting a psychic. When questioned, he's adamant that he misunderstood who law enforcement was asking him about during their initial interview. Kiesling explains in the second interview that he knew Britt, but because they asked him about Brittany Shank, he didn't immediately connect Brittany Persing to Brittany Shank. Brittany's first marriage was to a man whose last name is Persing. This is someone Kiesling knew. He says he and Brittany met a couple times in passing. When Kiesling's confronted by Eric, he realizes which Brittany they're referring to. At this time, Kiesling denies having any involvement. He says he's on probation in Indiana and cannot cross state lines. Whether he did or not, we don't know. Kiesling even points out that he cannot grow a beard and then doubles down by offering to take a polygraph, if law enforcement will arrange one. He seems cooperative and willing, with both law enforcement and myself. Now, if Keesling was Ashley's runner, wouldn't she know if Keesling did a run for her on the night that Brittany disappeared? When we got the case file, we were eager to go through it. We got started almost immediately. There were redaction challenges, and ahead of us were days of reading, deciphering, and decoding testimonies. Like a squirrel with a nut, we were determined to figure out whose testimony belonged to who. The process took weeks. As we worked through the last page of the case file, I was perplexed. I didn't see Eric S.'s testimony. This doesn't make sense to Sarah or I. Failing to question the spouse of a missing person isn't a whoops. That's a solid fuck-up. In a private conversation between Eric S. and Glide, Eric S. tells Glide he's willing to take a polygraph if law enforcement feels the need to ask. This is what they call an alley-oop. St. Joseph County. The ball's in your court. I don't want to get into the details about why he wasn't, but it's been four years. Let that sink in. On behalf of everyone who cares about Brittany Wallace and Justice, we implore you to speak to Brittany's husband. Hey, Eric. I think it's time. I mean, don't you agree? This is your wife that we're talking about here. The mother of your children. They're gonna get older. And they're going to want to know what happened to mom. Wouldn't you want to be on the side of helping them? Maybe you should rechannel that negative energy you have towards me and help me understand some of the mess that Ashley drug you in. Because I actually think that you're a smart guy, Eric. And I think you see what I see. You see a liability. While we're on the subject of Eric S., we might as well continue. It's late on the evening of December 23rd, 2018. The temperature is 33 degrees. The skies are clear and dry in Three Rivers. Eric S. and J.J. Fox have just dropped Ashley off when they're pulled over in a traffic stop on what appears to be a side street. What you're about to hear is the audio from the video of this stop.
5: Howdy. How are you on need your driver's license. Registration and proof of insurance, please.
3: I stopped you for your speed out here. This is a 25. You from here? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm actually from Sturgis. Okay. You got an ID, partner? No, I don't. What's your name?
1: John Fox
3: Jr. It's what? John
1: Fox Jr. Okay. I think I left the uh, insurance uh, house.
3: Is it your your car, Eric? No it is not. No, we just borrowed it for that for Freddy's. You what? I we borrowed go. it from uh my girlfriend. out in the damn woods all day. What are you guys doing out in the woods? Looking for my wife. Is she missing? Yeah, she's been Wallace. She's been missing since November 30th. Did you have a registration for the car? Um, that's what I'm looking for right now. Like I said, it might be with my uh, insurance at the house. Oh, okay.
5: Is that car stuff? Can back
0: up 7531? 68734
3: Crooked Creek Road. Eddie 1096 issue with the meal. Pull partner with the area, hang up with them. He made mention of the- What brings to the you three-year-olds, Uh, Dropping my girlfriend off at a friend's house so I could borrow her car. told not to do that. He said that you put it down. I don't have the in- uh, Okay. Where's the, where are you guys at here in uh, town? Where? Yeah. Uh, the Fort apartment's Fort down there on uh, Elm. Eric, so title right right back with you guys, okay?
0: 7531 is in the
4: area. You can hear the traffic stop begins like any other traffic stop, with the officer approaching the driver's side window and addressing Eric about his speed. In the passenger seat is JJ. Eric says the vehicle belongs to his girlfriend. JJ tells the officer they've been out in the damn woods all day. Eric goes on to explain that they've been looking for his wife. He tells the officer that his wife has been missing since November 30th.
5: Both these guys are coming out and going to handcuffs, and so we'll work from there. Okay. One on the passenger side got a bunch of face tats. Uh, Watch him real good. Okay.
3: Yeah, go ahead. Eric. Yes. Well, I'm on the phone with uh, the owner of this vehicle. She said the insurance and uh, registration is uh, all electronic. Is it? Yes. You right. to, would you like to speak with her? No, that's fine. No. Go and hop out here for me, bud.
1: What? No, I I resist. I'm not.
3: Set that right down. Turn right around for me, okay? Is there anything illegal in the car? Not that I'm aware of.
5: Okay. What am I gonna find inside the vehicle? I'm looking for you to be honest with me and then we can get along and we can be truthful. Like, like I and said help I, you work
3: through it. I'm not quite sure. Okay. So if that's set one now we keep talking. Do you have any methamphetamine in here? No. Does he? No. Okay. One more opportunity for you to be honest with me. What's inside the car? Like I said, there shouldn't be anything. All right. Looks like your license is suspended. No. Are you aware of that? Uh I am now, yeah. Okay. There to get my car because I cannot afford it and she had eight or something. Can she come get her car? Go ahead, sprint your legs out for me. Hold on. For what? Step back over this way. Pat me down.
0: Come on, speaker.
3: You are. Can I please come
5: get my car? Not right now. Signal 10, to detained.
1: Come, on, come back
5: here. Uh, is there I could get a cigarette? Can I search your vehicle? you the operator and in control and it's your right to de- decline or grant consent to search your vehicle.
3: it's in there not? Like I said, there shouldn't be anything. If there is. It's the syringe I used for my insulin. Okay. And as far as you're mm-hmm. aware, he didn't put anything in there? No. Has bored. he been? How long has he been with you today? Uh, since this morning when I was looking for my wife out in the woods. So you, you're looking for your wife in the woods yes, wife. you have a room. girlfriend. So just tell me a little more about it. I've been married. I got married in 2016. Me okay. and my wife split up. We haven't fully got the divorce yet. Alright. So we're separated. Well, she went missing November 30th. Last okay. seen out of her grandma's house, and I've been looking for her ever since. So, and just so I understand, I'm not, you just went out to an area in the woods that you thought
5: she may be looking for, injured or deceased, is that what you're saying? Huh? Injured or deceased, or you Correct. think maybe she's just hanging
3: out out there or something? Uh, both. Okay. So anything I can find, because she was in a car accident out there on Workman Road. Where's, so, where's Workman? Out on Fawn River. Fon Down by, River. by Sturgis? Yes. Okay. Toward Bronson. <clears throat> I'm going to have you have a seat inside that car.
5: Can I have a cigarette, please? We'll work on it. Okay. I'll, and I'll tell you the truth, because if I go in there and I find a bunch of dope in there and you haven't been truthful with me, then I'm not going to work with you. But if we go through it and we're honest with each other, then I'm going to make it as painless as possible. Okay? So come on over here and have a seat. Check a door lock, please.
3: Pants up real quick. Okay. Uh, is there any way I could get one hand do this real quick, please? Pull, I pull I can... your pants up. Well, I gotta tuck the boxers in because of the belt and stuff. I I mean, see I'm gonna if not... I can
5: work your pants up. I'm
3: you're gonna, gonna, you're gonna stay in your handcuffs, okay? I I'm just saying, I'm not gonna run.
5: Just sit tight, and I'll come back
3: over and talk to you, okay?
4: All right. Eventually, Eric and JJ are both removed from the vehicle, at which time you hear Ashley on speakerphone ask if she can come get her vehicle. The officer declines and says not at this time. Officers seek permission to search. Permission is granted by Eric. The officer has Eric sit in the patrol vehicle while JJ stands at the front of the patrol car with the second officer.
5: There. Okay. Mr. Fox, is there anything of yours inside the vehicle?
1: Uh, the coat and my flashlight. That's all. Is the coat up in your seat? Yes, sir. Is there anything else in there that's uh, yours? Uh, it's just in my pocket. There's a notepad right here. It's got some names on it for other what the shit I was doing earlier trying to figure out. Just some names on it. That's about it. What were you trying to figure out earlier? Uh, some sex trafficking shit that's been going on. Some what? Some sex trafficking shit that's been going on. Oh. Right. yeah. 30.
5: Would you like me to get your jacket for you? Is that your club?
2: Huh?
1: No. no, 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 no.
5: Is that Eric's club?
1: Uh, as far as I know, no.
5: Whose club is it?
1: It might be the owner's, I'm not sure. Hey, my own, we're fucking. Nice do No. no. So to be honest, I might have a little bench warrant. This All is right. I appreciate I that. More days.
5: I my we'll take a look at it in a minute. There.
1: Anyway, if I do, I'm my girl got the money. Outside.
0: So
5: what's the story about the woods? So it's a little out of the ordinary. I'm trying to understand.
0: Me too, in a
1: way. I'm Fucking, I guess Brittany Wallace wrecked the car on November 30th outside of fucking
0: outside
1: of baroque and but we went out there today. They had a bunch of big ass search parties and everything out there. I was over here, where I stay over here every once in a while. But uh, we went out the railroad tracks on 14th, walking behind the tra- uh, trailer park, and sit there, feel right to and, me, that's why we go over here tonight, to do like, some s'mores, checking out some shit. Because I think, honestly, there's some boys over here that's got something to do with it. I missed their wall. Go
5: down, 6 Five years. You said John Fox Jr. Yes, sir. Date of birth. You can have him have a seat inside of your truck so he's in and out of the weather. It'll okay. Get this all sorted out. No, you don't.
1: No, no. Yes.
5: They must be waiting for Christmas too.
4: The officer proceeds with the search of J.J.'s pockets. He moves to his patrol car and runs Eric and J.J. through his NCIC mobile data terminal. J.J. comes back clear. Eric comes back with the bench warrant. In Michigan, bench warrants differ from arrest warrants because the defendant isn't being accused of a crime. Instead, they are being accused of committing an offense against the court by failing to appear. The second officer moves J.J. to his patrol vehicle to sit with Eric while Ashley's 2012 black Ford Explorer is searched. The officer brings a canine out of his patrol vehicle. The canine searches the exterior of the SUV and briefly searches the interior front. There doesn't appear to be an alert by the canine and the dog is put back into the patrol vehicle.
5: Whether he was going to let me search that car.
1: Yeah. Yeah. 12 there. I asked him right up front. I go, needles on you? He said, yeah, my wallet and zip up. What's going to be in it? He goes, well, there was methamphetamine in it earlier, but I rinsed it out. Okay.
5: She's on speakerphone. Let me hang that up.
4: Officer 2 notes that he asked JJ if there were any needles on him. Officer 2 relays this information to Officer 1. He tells them that JJ said there were needles okay, in a I'll wallet, but it no longer had meth in it because he'd already rinsed it out. Which one? This guy. Okay. Both officers proceed to search Ashley's SUV. The interior is dirty with a lot of trash.
5: There's a needle.
4: Empty cigarette boxes, soda cans, and food wrappers litter the floor. A children's car seat sits upside down in the back. While officers pull hypodermic needles from between the front seats, a small toy sits in place of a driver. Officer 1 places two mobile phones on the driver's seat. One is powered on, and the screen lights up. One appears to be powered off, and no light comes on the screen when moved. They rummage through the pockets on the doors, the consoles, and they move the front seats. They open up the trunk, where you can see the third row seats have been folded down. There's a pile of stashed items under and in front of the folded seat. A tire and tools are among the mess. As they continue to search, Ashley arrives on scene, by foot.
5: You said this is yours? Do you have insurance documents? I
2: just texted them to him. That's uh, my registration.
5: Right. That you have to carry floor. with you. Picture doesn't work. Show Not me your bad. insurance. Okay, address. I can
2: actually find it. Well, my insurance. This one is for seven thirty-one. Huh. Two one thirty-one. Okay. Twenty twelve the floor, then. And that's my Aztec, which obviously doesn't matter right now.
5: Okay, so you have July to January insurance on that?
2: Yes, because I had. January to July, and then July,
5: January. Okay. Um, about a year and a half ago, they changed the way that insurance is reported in the state of Michigan. is reported directly to the Secretary of State. So when I run the license plate, I'm able to tell if in the last two weeks that vehicle has insurance on it.
2: Shouldn't I receive something from my insurance company if there's not?
5: No. This is- you have to pay your bill. I understand that that's between you and your insurance company what i'm telling you this. is that i ran your license plate and in the last two weeks that vehicle has not been reported to the secretary of state as being insured by your carrier
2: okay but how because okay. i had to pay before the 31st or by the 31st to get this card which i spent 800 dollars to get this card for six months Okay, that's why i have a 19 date on it all my information the insurance
5: cards showing July to January of 2019. Bef- right. Before when someone showed us a card that said July to January, if they had the card, we couldn't verify it without calling the insurance company.
2: Right. What I'm telling okay, you understand. is that it
5: has changed. So, oh, I don't have it. Progressive has not reported that vehicle as being insured in approximately the last 2 weeks.
2: Okay, that's what I'm saying I don't understand because back in July I couldn't get my card mailed to me without paying my bill and I paid my bill and they sent me my documents. So how?
5: I don't know. I don't know. What does
2: this mean? I don't know
5: the status between you and your insurance company. What I do know standing here is that all of the vehicles on the roadway that are currently insured are reported to the secretary of state as being insured, mm-hmm. I get and that. they show us yeses.
2: What does this mean for Your you? Your right vehicle now? says
5: no, so it's Here. an uninsured motor vehicle. So the vehicle is going to be impounded. He is going to be given a warning and a ticket for no proof of insurance and allowed to walk away instead of being charged for operating without kids. insurance.
2: They didn't send me anything. Please. Where were you at? Are
5: you you live in Sturgis? Yes. Where were you at that you got here this fast?
2: I was at a friend's house. She brought me down because he called. Okay. It is fucking Christmas, and as far as I knew, I fucking had it. Please do not do this. Let me take my car home and call them and find out what the hell is going on. The
5: vehicle's going to be impounded because it's being driven on the roadway without insurance. Instead of charging him for operating without insurance, he's going to get a ticket and be able to walk away. I'm also going to give him a verbal warning for operating outside really of his driver's license. don't
2: about that.
5: You don't care this about that? It's my
2: kid's Christmas.
5: Is that your boyfriend?
2: No. He's a friend. He's
5: just a guy that was able to drive your car? A friend.
2: Just because he's a man doesn't make him my boyfriend.
5: I ask you that because he told me he was driving his girlfriend's car. No. That's the reason that I say that.
2: My boyfriend okay. is in county. Oh.
5: So as much as, my as much as
2: money right there. you're
5: upset with me, I'm telling you what he said, that's why I asked you a question.
2: Okay? I are, I'm upset about my car going for a reason that shouldn't be, as far as I am aware, at this moment in time.
5: Well, it is not currently insured. Unreal. You need to contact Progressive and work that out with them.
2: Brad, too. What's your name?
5: My name is... Who are you going to talk to? Bob. Go ahead. <sighs> so, what do we got? A couple needles and a Needle billy club. A couple of those were underneath this seat. Right. And then I found a few more other cotton balls that were in a bag behind the seat.
1: I remember what you said about the last time.
5: About cotton balls? Yeah. Yes, sir?
1: You want these or just
5: leave them in there? No, you just leave them in there. Yeah, that's about it. This
1: one also in the back.
5: Suppositories. Hemorrhoidal suppositories.
4: She shows the officer a virtual insurance card for the Ford FCV and a Pontiac Aztec. We hear the officer explain that the insurance laws in Michigan had recently changed, making it necessary for insurance providers to supply information regarding insurance cards directly to the Secretary of State. This means officers are aware of which cars are or are not insured before even being pulled over. Ashley becomes increasingly agitated and she's walking away, and she tells Officer One she's contacting Bolt who was the sheriff at this time. The officer is clearly not threatened by that and tells her to go ahead. The officer walks back to the Ford SUV where the officer two has continued searching the vehicle. He relays to officer one that he's found a baggie of cotton balls and a box of suppositories.
5: Check a door lock, please.
4: Officer one heads back to the patrol vehicle where Eric and JJ are waiting.
5: Eric, because it's the day before Christmas Eve, I'm not going to charge anybody for the billy club, and I'm not going to run both of you through the ringer for the methamphetamine that I think may be on you guys. That's going to get impounded because it's being driven without insurance. She's aware and not happy, but that's what's going to happen to the car. Okay. You are going to be told not to come to Three Rivers with methamphetamine or components, and we'll leave it at that, including needles and whatnot. Fair?
1: Yes, fair enough.
5: Same for you. Okay? Okay. I'm not busting your balls, but I expect you to respect me enough for me to understand what's going on.
1: Absolutely.
5: Okay? Exactly. Don't be a part of my problem that I'm trying to get a handle on inside my city. That's what I'm but, trying. That's
1: what I'm here huh? for. Huh? That's kind of what I'm here for. To get a handle on it? I you guys was I've like lost 10 good friends. I've lost 10 good friends in the past five years. To methamphetamine? Yeah. And they just tried giving me a shot this morning. That's why the needle is on my possession. It's because they tried giving me a shot this morning they call it a hot shot and the hell wasn't happening. They kissed my ass. They've only, I took four or five shots and they almost died. It ain't happening again. That's how my brother died. Okay. Well, if you want to work or help to work with that, do you know Officer
5: Talks with a Georgia accent?
1: Yeah, I know all of him. All
5: right. He's a good guy. He works my shift. He'll be back after Christmas. All right. If you want to talk to, you just tell somebody you want to talk to Georgia and they know how to get hold of him. All
1: right.
5: He's a decent dude. You're on a restricted license, which clearly you're in violation of. I'm warning you. All right. Do you know what your restrictions are? Um, no, I do not. To and from work, to and from treatment group, to and from medical emergency center. Things, you know, primary requirements. Okay. Uh, not friends' house, not giving friends' rides, not stopping to visit anybody, not picking mm-hmm. up or dropping mm-hmm. off kids, not any of that stuff. Okay. It's, it's very strict, and it's just the core things: School, work, and medical attention. Is it until you pay your um, restriction fee, and that's all Secretary of State stuff. Uh-huh. You'll find out what it is with them to uh-huh. get your license right, so that it's just open like everybody else's. Okay. Okay. So, bunch of breaks because it's the day before Christmas Eve. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. Okay. That's gonna get towed. She's not happy, but that okay. is what it is. Are you guys being driven without to insurance.
3: It? What's that? Are you guys throwing it to? It'll go to Shears in Centerville. Am I able to get my wallet, my cigarettes, and my coat out of it? Absolutely. Thank you. Why don't you hop out here, Eric? Can you get out this way, Fox, or you want me to come and let you out?
1: Oh, you've got to say, no, twice. Wow. Turn
5: well, don't come out head first. Your man's going to fall down the cricks. Go. All
1: right, got me. One, two, whoa, whoa. Uh. <laughs> you ain't got to it twice. I'm have to it out
5: it. <laughs> he said, got me, and starts jumping out. <sighs> Eric, is that your club? oh one was next to the center console? Because I'm, yeah. I'm going to get rid of it. Okay. My, it was, well, actually, it was my son's little T ball bag. Okay. Uh, oh. then don't, I'm not charging you. The reason I'm asking you is because I'm going to let you know that I'm going to take it and get rid of it. So. Okay. Yeah.
3: Thank you. Yep.
1: Damn, I
5: got five of the Before
1: she kicks our ass. She's a little grumpy. She's kicking our Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He can turn towards me. I still think it's no kind of plan. We drop her off, and then Courtney's them to right there when we get pulled over. What
5: are you doing? 33 They're going to grab their personal effects out of there. Here's your here's your handcuffs. This is your fuck. Thank
1: goodness.
0: 31, I'm out
1: with it. Clear 31. Oh, I'll get it for you. The cap just popped off. I don't know what supposed to Can you put the cap on it? Yeah.
5: And then, whose keys are these? Car, the car keys? Because she kept walking around and I didn't want it. it's kind of squirted off to the side there. Okay. That was yours, right? Uh, yeah.
3: Right there. Right there. Yeah. Hey, is there real way I can get a couple of keys off there? Yep. All I need is the vehicle key. You want this thing? I need this.
5: If you can get me yeah. that off, you can take everything else.
3: All right, cool. Good. David, John, Henry, Yep, I'll grab it for you.
4: Officer one tells Eric that he's not charging anyone with the Billy Club, and he's not going to pursue them further for the meth that he believes may be on each of them. But he is going to impound the vehicle. As for JJ, Officer makes it clear that he is not to come to Three Rivers again with meth and paraphernalia. J.J. comments to the officer, telling him that he's trying to help control the meth problem in Three Rivers, and that's why the needle was on him, because someone attempted a hot shot on him earlier. Here you go, Eric. Is there any way to get the key to roll the windows up? He warns Eric of his restricted license and what that entails. And with that, the officer allows them both out of the vehicle, removes the handcuffs, and lets the two walk away from the incident after gathering their person effects. Then asking J.J. to empty the syringe he claimed had water in it. Signal
3: 10, will you get me shears for a
4: Officer 2 relays to Officer 1 that he removed the keys to Ashley's vehicle and placed them on the hood of the patrol vehicle because she was walking around the car making him leery of her next move.
3: Ashley, did you need to get anything out of here?
2: I'm put
0: everything. And
2: I think I might sit in it until I hear, mm-hmm.
1: I
5: I totally I hear. Right Ashley? That was me addressing you politely.
2: That's fine. I am I'm talking to Brad ball right now.
5: Okay. Are you gonna grab items out of this vehicle?
2: I don't know because I'm not sure what I'll use have in your hands
5: there. and make it happen. Otherwise leave the traffic stop.
2: This is my vehicle. If you remain here, you're going to be arrested. That I have asked to have the search stopped no, you now that have I am here. Leave. Do not touch me. Do not touch me. Put your me. hands behind your back. No, do not you're touch me. You're under arrest. Call Brad. Holy shit. Off. Put your
5: hands behind
2: you. <laughs> Holy shit. Put your hands behind your back.
5: Knock it off. Stop.
2: Oh my god. I'm going to have your job. Oh my god. Please call Brad. Stop pulling. I smashed my head on the window.
5: Nobody smashed your head.
2: Bullshit. Stop, oh,
5: stop turning around.
2: You guys, please. Knock
5: it off. Stop pulling. Relax your oh
1: arms. God. Knock it off.
2: Oh, you guys are both fucking fired. Okay.
5: You were allowed as a courtesy to come here. Both of
2: you saw that, correct?
5: (laughs) It was videotaped, it's fine.
2: My fucking head.
5: Then you shouldn't have jumped into your car.
2: Bullshit, you fucking bastard.
5: Walk Walk to the patrol car. No. No. No what?
2: Yeah, I'm getting you both on assault.
5: Get in.
2: what shut the door it's cold let's go you need to calm so down I talk to Brad you need to calm down no, I don't you so that this is only a disorderly misdemeanor window, so you can prove a point you're a big bad boy whoa you hurt a girl good for you Merry fucking Christmas to you too Merry fucking Christmas
5: calm down so no, that this is just a citation misdemeanor. you don't have
2: any clue the bullshit that I've been through
5: you're right She's going to get booked and get a ticket for disorder as long as she doesn't go off the rails up there, too. Oh,
1: she's going to go off the rails.
5: Um, I'm trying not phone? to take her to jail on an R.N.O.
3: honestly. Just, let her, oh, just I'm trying it. to
5: just cut her ticket up there and let her loose. But uh, Just tell uh,
3: her that. Uh, where's her phone at? Do you know what happened to that? No. It wasn't her hand. Right, that's what I'm saying. Bro-
5: hey, Corey, do you know where her phone went? Okay. They gave her
1: problems Just let her know you that way she don't I tried all. to tell her that and she. She's high stress. She's very high stress.
5: Hopefully, if she sits in there for a little bit, and then we go up there and let her calm for a minute, she'll realize. That window didn't get
3: completely all the way rolled up. All right.
5: Okay I'll roll it up the rest of the
3: way. All, right, all
5: right. You guys all set?
3: Yeah. Thank you. All right.
5: Thank you. Take care. I have never had anyone completely dive headfirst into their own car. No. She almost jumped out of my grip. Yep. Um. Yeah. All right. she, if you want to just... I'm waiting on cheers. If you want to just let her sit and calm, relax, whatever, okay. then she can make her decision if she's going to just get her ticket for disorderly and go away. Or if it's going to go for the r and that has already occurred plus whatever else happens. That Aztec in your Yeah. That's what you was
1: saying that they were
5: going to launch. She said she showed me proof of insurance for this and an Aztec.
1: That's what.
5: So Fox is saying that he's a private investigator. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. Well, I'm glad he helped us, us out. Signal 10, the original individuals from the traffic stops have been released. Another person showed up and is now in custody for disorderly.
1: Based on how she acts with me in the parking lot, will dictate what I do for Yeah. Yeah, I'll cut the ticket under your name.
5: Yeah, if you can get a ticket, that'd be great. Because I don't think my my no problem. Yep.
4: As Eric gathers his belongings from Ashley's vehicle, Officer One calls for a tow truck. Eric yells to Ashley, who's on the sidewalk on the opposite side of the vehicle, and asks if she needs anything out of it. At this time, we can hear Ashley say she doesn't know. Then we hear a car horn, and Ashley says, hold on, I'm talking to Brad. Ashley makes her way to open the driver's side door of the SUV where Eric is standing. Officer One is standing a few feet behind her when she says, I think I might sit in it until I hear. Officer 1 addresses Ashley by name. Initially, she ignores this until he addresses her again, telling her this is him addressing her politely. To which Ashley responds, That's fine. I'm talking to Brad right now. While holding her phone up as proof of what she's doing, we can see in the video that she appears to be texting someone. The officer approaches her and asks her if she's going to get her items out of the vehicle, and when Ashley gives him an I don't know, He tells her to use her hands and to make it happen or leave the traffic stop. Ashley snaps back and the officer puts his hand on her phone and then on her hand and an attempt to turn her back to him. Ashley twists her body back around while clutching her phone in her right hand. The officer makes another attempt to turn her around, at which time she begins screaming. She continues to fight them until they're able to hold her against her SUV and get cuffs on her. Ashley informs the officers that they're both fucking fired and she'll get them both on an assault. You hear her reaction as Officer 1 gets her into the patrol car and she continues to yell at them. The officers discuss the situation, and Officer 2 mentions that there was an Aztec that drove by while the traffic stop was in progress, and he heard JJ mention that he and Eric needed to go look for an Aztec. Officer 1 notes that Ashley showed him an insurance for an SUV. And a Pontiac Aztec.
5: I'm Signal 10. I'm just waiting on Shears. I shouldn't need any more checks. Hello? She shouldn't have jumped into her car.
1: So I'm gonna down and have check her out.
5: All right, while they're doing that, you can write her ticket.
1: Okay.
5: All right, sounds good. All
1: right.
5: Thanks. Bye. Can you have the medics meet me out front, in front of their fire department, please? Okay,
0: sure. Hey, this
1: is...
5: through this,
0: Uh uh-huh,
5: well, okay, nope, I'm not, Ashley Hooley is who we have, yep, okay, Yes. He's with John Fox, Jr. Yep. Yes. You want me to tell you what happened, Brad? All right. So I'm following this black Ford SUV with a plate out of Sturgis registered to Ashley Hooley showing no insurance. And it's cutting through the First Ward neighborhood using side streets. So I make a traffic stop on it because it's not insured. It's Eric Shank driving. Uh, He's on a restricted license, and John Fox Jr. is in the passenger seat. Uh, They end up consenting to a search of the vehicle. We get a billy club and some meth needles. John Fox is telling me about how he's basically investigating meth activity to help the police on his own, and he has a black book. So... I give them a warning on no insurance, a warning on driving on a restricted, a warning Mm -hmm. on meth needles, a warning on a CCW club and told them i got to impound the car because it's being operated on the roadway with no insurance. And they're like, okay, we really appreciate it. She shows up here and starts telling me what's not going to happen and that she's not going to allow me to tow the vehicle because she's going to call you and that you are going to fire me. And I said, you need to get what you need out of this car and leave. And she says, no. I'm calling Brad and both of you are fired right now. And I said, that's it. Put your hands behind your back. You're under arrest for disorderly. And she starts fighting. So, and we're not fighting back with her because she's real skinny. We get her hands behind her back and she dives headfirst into the side of her SUV and starts screaming about how we just hit her head. So she went into handcuffs. I'm, I'm trying to just give her a disorderly ticket for interrupting the traffic stop. But now she's up at the office with Corey saying that she has a head injury from when we slammed her head. I'm just going to cut her a ticket and send her on her way. My other officer. He's one of the other officers on my shift. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yep, and... Eric and John Fox Jr. were both really cool about this they were sitting over on the curb while all this was going on and we get her bit we get her in a patrol car and she's still yelling and screaming about how we're we're gonna get fired and this that and the other and I walked back over to them and I said guys and they're were like we're, we're sorry and I said I'm really just trying to give her a ticket and let her out without her turning this into even more than what it already is I mean because we got an r and She's flailing, trying to kick at us, and then trying to jump out of our grasp and stuff. And I'm like, it's the day before Christmas Eve. I don't want to do this. And she's she's wound up.
4: Oh, well, I
1: don't
5: win just now. was is a it's a shears impound it's going to cost 150 bucks but the vehicle's not insured that's what I'm thinking well no he he had a needle and then he told me this story about how some friends of his tried to give him a meth shot today but he didn't really want to do it so he's using and you know I I gave him as many brakes as I possibly could I said you two guys Stay out of my city with your methamphetamine. And that's all I'm going to say. And they're like, oh, okay. And all it was was an impound. Oh, that could be. Yeah. And Eric told me, when I stopped it, Eric told me he had just dropped his girlfriend off, but he had been Uh in the woods all day looking for his wife. So I'm like, well, tell me more about this, because that seems a little weird. And he said, well... And then he told me about his wife who may have walked off from a traffic crash and is missing. But no, it was was Eric driving with John Fox in the passenger seat. And they dropped Ashley off at the apartments way up on Elm Street. And then they were cutting back through town, but they couldn't really tell me where they were going to. It was just the three of them. Yeah. Yeah, they said they had dropped Ashley off at a friend's house and then she showed up here at the traffic stop. It could be. I don't know. No. No, and she's she's far from cooperative at this point. So, I don't know. I'm yeah, very possibly. I mean, we got we got needles out of here and John Fox told me that one of them just had meth in it, but he wouldn't say he wouldn't tell me any more than that. He wouldn't tell me who it was used on or who used it. So, yeah, I got a, I got a, I got a bunch of meth users, and it's crazy because she, she didn't have anything to do with this until there was an impound, and then she got herself a criminal charge.
3: Okay.
5: And it's, and it's Brittany Shank. It's Brittany Shank is her name? Okay.
3: Yep. I don't know.
5: I don't know who lives up there.
3: Okay.
5: Oh, that could be, because we've heard a bunch of stuff about John Fox. together we we might be able to now we're off monday tuesday but if we keep mm-hmm. working this we might be able to find some information out about this Brittany shank you know because yeah i'll uh i'm headed up to the office right now got the, t- the ticket cut i'll i'll see if she's calm enough that she'll tell me if not i'll try and trail her back there and see where she went to no i appreciate that brad i know no, no worries at all. All right, thanks, Brad. All right,
2: bye.
5: Hey, I was on the phone with the sheriff. I'm at the main floor. I'll be there in just a second. Okay, you have a ticket cut? Okay, we need to go in there and talk to her real quick.
4: While Officer 1 is sitting in his vehicle filling out paperwork, Officer 2 contacts him to let him know that Ashley is now complaining of her head hurting, so they'll be en route to the fire station where the paramedics will assess her. A short time passes when dispatch contacts Officer 1 to let him know that the sheriff would like I'm to speak with him. Once connected, the officer explains the what happened.
5: Shears has the vehicle. I'm going to be out with 22 at the fire department for a
4: minute. We only hear one side of this conversation, but it's evident that the sheriff is very curious about this trio. The officer answers questions about who Ashley was with, where she was coming from, and what transpired earlier during the traffic stop. The tow truck driver arrives to remove the Ford, and the conversation between Officer 1 and the sheriff turns to Brittany and her disappearance. The officer tells the sheriff that there may be a chance that they can get some information on Brittany if they continue to work this. The call ends with the officer offering to work backwards to try to figure out where Ashley was coming from when she arrived at the traffic stop and Officer 1 takes a call from Officer 2 and advises of his arrival at the fire station. Officer 1 meets Officer 2 in the parking lot of the fire station where Officer 2 advises Officer 1 that Ashley was having an anxiety attack and was complaining of her neck and head hurting. Where's she at? They enter the fire station together, at which point Officer 1 finds Ashley sitting on the floor of a hallway in the fire department.
5: This is your copy of the impound sheet.
4: With her knees pulled up to her chest. And her head on her knees
5: Ashley are you going to talk to me No Okay I talked to Sheriff Balk he called me He would like to know what apartment you were visiting on the north end of my city and who your friend is that you were up there visiting
2: I'll talk to him. What I'll talk to him.
5: You'll talk to him Is that what you said really? All right so you're refusing to communicate with me all right, you got your citation for disorderly conduct. All right, make sure you make your court date so it doesn't turn into a fail to appear warrant. You're free to go. You guys all set? Yeah, she
4: yeah. called somebody and she was just coming down to. Somebody's coming down. We're just letting her stay warm. So okay, we're done with her. Oh okay.
1: awesome, awesome. Hey. So,
4: all right. You
1: have, to have a good
5: night. Thanks, yeah. fellas. Yeah. No, I don't. Not worried about it. Okay, thank you.
4: Officer One gives Ashley a copy of the impound sheet and attempts to find out where Ashley was coming from but she refuses to supply any information and instead says she will talk to Sheriff Ball. The officer reminds Ashley to make her court date for the disorderly conduct so it doesn't turn into a failure to appear warrant. And the officer exits the station to his patrol vehicle. Officer One notes Ashley showing him an electronic insurance card for her Ford SUV and a Pontiac Aztec. Officer Two mentions a red Aztec going by the traffic stop after JJ tells him that they were going to look for a red Aztec. What significance does the red Aztec have and why were they going to look for it? Sheriff Balk seems very curious about this trio. He seems particularly curious about where Ashley was coming from when she arrives at the traffic stop and who's driving her vehicle. The sheriff mentions Brittany's disappearance to Officer 1 and continues to question the dynamics of J.J., Eric, and Ashley. This makes me wonder what the sheriff knew or suspected at this time. Less than a month after Brittany disappears. Why so much interest in Ashley and her whereabouts? When Officer One initially approaches the vehicle, Eric reports the vehicle belongs to his girlfriend. Ashley later tells the officer that Eric is not her boyfriend and that her boyfriend is in county. as pocket. Allegedly. Does Eric say this out of convenience for the ease of explanation? Or does he say this because he believes Ashley is his girlfriend at this time? You know how hard it was for me to get my hands on this tape? And I always wondered if there was a reason behind it because you had talked to me so much about this incident. And then finally, I saw it. My eyes are immediately drawn to the driver's seat when officer one places two mobile phones on it while searching the vehicle. One phone is powered on and lights up. The second phone, which happens to look very similar the last phone Brittany used is clearly not powered on and doesn't light up when moved. We never see JJ with a phone in the video, so we assume his phone was on his person or he didn't have one. After the officers remove Ashley and have her sit in the patrol vehicle, Eric asks the officers for Ashley's phone. He makes sure to remove both phones from the vehicle prior to walking away. So I'll ask, who does the second phone belong to? Did Ashley know this phone was in her vehicle? Or is this perhaps Britney's phone that was given to Ashley by Eric? If you recall, she told Rockford Eric gave her a phone of Britney's at the end of December, 2018. Next time on Hide and Seek
0: facility and
2: is subject to monitoring and recording. Thank you for using GTL.
1: What's up, man? I'm alright. I'm a little buzzed right now, but
2: fuck it's the
4: holidays. Damn! I didn't know you had it like that in there.
1: That's why I'm a little worried on talking a little bit. You know, I give you what I know and tell me what you know,
0: you know. But motherfuckers are some killers. The hide and seek podcast is hosted, directed, edited, and produced by James Basinger. Written, edited, and produced by Sarah Joe. Engineered, Mixed, and Mastered by Nudons Audio Engineering. Director of Photography is Ethan Schatz. Our graphic design is created by Jordan Robinson.